Hi, Show About Science listeners, Nate here, and I want to share with you a new podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called AI for Kids, and it's hosted by Amber Ivy. Here's Amber to tell you more. Welcome to the AI for Kids podcast, where playtime, learning, and creating collide bit by bit. Ever wonder how your phone recognizes your face? How does a game learn to get harder as you get better? This is AI. This podcast is designed for kids like you and your human parents, making the complex world of AI easy to understand and most importantly, fun. So are you ready to unlock the mysteries of artificial intelligence? Subscribe and join us on AI for Kids. That's AI for Kids, a new podcast from Amber Ivy and AI Digitales. Learn more about the show at aiforkids.buzzsprout.com. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Okay, guys, are you ready for the first ever live episode of the show about science? everybody, I'm super excited for another episode of the show about science. Today I'm at the Apple Store in Union Square in San Francisco, and I'm so excited to be here in front of this amazing audience. Today I'm going to be interviewing Shannon Bennett from the California Academy of Sciences. So let's get this show started. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thanks, Nate. I can't believe I'm actually rating as a subject to be on your podcast and (laughs) as the first live show ever. I'm very, very excited. Shannon, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm Canadian, eh? And I've been um, doing science since graduate school when I really fell in love with parasites. Before that, I really loved to get out and go camping, and I enjoyed the natural world, but I really found my passion when I discovered parasites. So I've been working on parasites ever since. That's a weird hobby. How did you even get interested in parasites? Well, when I was a child growing up, my father Mm -hmm. often fondly called me a parasite. (laughs) And I didn't realize maybe that he meant it in a negative way, but I know he loved me. But I did have a fond place in my heart for parasites since I was a young person. And then I was actually infected by parasites. Um, I picked up some amoebas when I was traveling in Africa. What infection did they give you? 
So amoebas cause uh, something called amoebic Hello. dysentery. So I had a lot of, um, I had blood in my stool. And a I lot hope of you didn't get anything after. Well, I did actually get malaria at the, same, at the same time. Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah, it was, it was pretty nasty. And actually then when I was trying to get to a clinic, and the nearest clinic was actually at a leper colony, so I had to go to a leper colony, and I got a very bad skin infection, which is caused by staph, staphylococcus bacteria. So I got pretty sick for a while there. Three infections at once. But I survived. I'm here today. Hooray! <laughs> Weird way to get interested. I mean, you'd think that you'd stay as far away from germs as you could for the rest of your life, but no. <laughs> I'm a real big fan of knowing your fears, and so I got very intimate knowledge of being a host, and I survived, and actually earned a lot of respect for parasites after that. And that kind of motivated me to find out more and more and more, in part to figure out how to maybe help to reduce their spread in the world. Okay, so... What work do you, have you done at the California Academy of Sciences? I also was there earlier for some reason. What a coincidence. <laughs> did you enjoy your visit? Yes, I did. Have any of you been there? I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Did you see any of my viruses while you were there? Because a lot of the work I do now is on viruses. I think I might have. They are so small that most people miss them. It must be because you are small also that you can detect them. Maybe. <laughs> How do you, like, see the microbes? I mean, they're tiny living organisms that you can only see with a, an electron microscope. How do you see them? Well, that's true. We have a lot of microscopes, light microscopes, and we have a scanning electron microscope that we can use to see the very tiny, tiny things. But what I actually use to look at viruses is I look at their DNA and their RNA. So I look at their genome, and that's a different kind. Instead of looking at them, I actually try to break them down into their components and study them that way. So how do you even do that? I mean, how do you break down a microscopic organism? Like, don't you guys think that that's like pretty hard? Yeah. Have any of you done it before? No. Have you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then someone has done it. Yeah, we mix the microscopic organisms with a kind of very expensive, sophisticated soap. Because microorganisms are covered with a fatty layer. The viruses I work on and the cells that they live in break open when you hit them with soap. How do I get that soap? <laughs> I mean, do you have that soap? No. Actually, most soap will do the trick. So oh. you should all wash your hands frequently and that'll break up the microorganisms. So that's how they do it. 
But I also have a very special piece of equipment in my lab that's really just a very fancy blender, kind of like a Vitamix. And I'll put a mosquito in the Vitamix, and the mosquito might have a virus I'm interested in, and I blend it up, and I make a mosquito smoothie. It's really fun. How did you drink it? I never drink it. <laughs> the soap alone that I add to the smoothie makes it really unpalatable. Okay, so is the mosquito already dead? Yes, I put them to sleep humanely before I put them in the blender. Okay. Because otherwise they just be like, they just fly all over the place after they get one leg cut off. Yeah, they really don't like it. Okay, so what kind of research do you do in the first place? I think I forgot to ask this question. I think you did, but I really forgot to answer it oh. because I got distracted by the blender. What I'm doing at the California Academy of Sciences is I want to understand where viruses come from in the first place. So I collect different kinds of hosts in nature, and then I look for the viruses they might have that we don't know about yet before they become things like dengue virus or... Oh, yeah, that's bad news. That's bad news. Or even Zika virus. Have you heard of Zika? That's bad news, too. Very bad news. So we found that there are actually ancestors to those viruses in nature that Who might... Thought? Yeah, that, that might be normally okay until we kind of start to mess around with things. So what is your favorite kind of virus? So I really have a very soft spot in my heart for the family of viruses called the flaviviruses. Flavy means yellow. Flavy should mean soft. Yeah. It Maybe. sounds like a soft word. It does sound okay. soft. But it means yellow, and it's because it okay. makes people turn yellow when they get some kinds of these viruses, like the yellow fever virus. But they're very interesting viruses to me because they can be in mosquitoes, in humans, in bats, in all kinds of different things. Huh. They're very flexible. I see. So, like, how do you study viruses? And, like, uh, do you like bacteria, parasites, viruses, fungi? Which one do you like more? So I kind of have a soft uh, spot for viruses and bacteria. A lot of viruses actually infect bacteria, too. So even the microorganisms that we like to blame for causing a lot of disease have their own problems. And to me, what's really fun is to think about all of those relationships. What if there's a tiny thing that's infecting the viruses that we don't know about? And then there's a thing infecting that, and there's a thing infecting that, and so on. Yes. I think there are even things out there like giant viruses that get infected with other things. We should really get out of the way and just let them infect them. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's kind of exciting that there's so little that we know about. I know that some people expect science to have all the answers. Yeah, but like scientists don't know everything. I mean, they're not gods. Right. I think what we hope to do is have enough information to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. It's really about asking questions. 
and then making a hypothesis, testing that hypothesis, finding an answer, and repeat until you get a fact. Yeah, and that's why anybody can be a scientist if they follow the process. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Nate. It was a real pleasure, and you're welcome. I want to say thank you to everyone here at the Apple Store in San Francisco. You guys have been great. And I want to say a big, big thank you to all of you for coming out today. Okay, there you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Our theme music was composed by Jeff, Dan, and Teresa Brooks. Dad, you can shut the recording off. For the newest episodes of the show about science, download the PIN app or go to pinna.fm slash promo. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.